Good morning, Instagram. Good morning, Facebook. How's everyone doing this morning as everybody's jumping on? We're just wanting to hear how your Wednesday morning is going. It is Wednesday, right? It is Wednesday, yeah. Did, yeah. Your, did your morning start off with kids wanting to argue, fuss, and throw a fit? Anybody else in that same spot? The new setup here is quite different for me, so... It's the same one. I think you can actually add filters as we're going through. Oh. Like you can put filters on in the middle of that. They can like put like gravity or something. Oh, okay. Like if y'all want us to do though. filters, tell us. Y'all better just stop kidding. with that mess. Just we kidding. ain't doing no filters. Y'all are don't crazy. Want filters? No. Mm. So guys, um, that's on the internet forever. We yeah. We uh we just got done chasing down a little hamster because we're not giving our kids any other pets because that's they can't take care of these two hamsters that they have. So we just had to chase down a little hamster that got loose um, at 7-something this morning. Yes. Fun. Yes, quite annoying. Fun Wednesday morning stuff. I dislike hamsters. Anybody else dislike hamsters? I dislike kids who don't take care of hamsters. No, I don't dislike kids. I love my kids. I dislike the fact that they don't take care of their hamsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Wednesday morning. Yes. It's Wednesday morning. We'll just give it just a minute. You guys can can text some comments if you like. Good morning, Trina. We see you. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Stacy. All right. Um, I felt like I had something to say about this morning, and I forgot already. All the ruckus kind of made me forget. Yeah. Who likes thunderstorms? Last night, that thunderstorm rolled in, and I know that there's more thunderstorms coming later this week, I think. Who's a big thunderstorm fan? Like, just... Put a little like or raise Me. your hand. I don't care for thunderstorms I that like much. Them. You do. I do. I don't. Um, do you find it relaxing or not so much? You love them, Trina. Okay. Yes. I know a lot of people do, but I'm not a big fan. I like them a lot. I think it's just the fear of. It's obviously connected to something when I was a child, and maybe. Oh, yeah, I don't like them. Um. All right, we're getting some people on now. Yep, everybody's jumping on. And let's see, love them. All right. We're in Colossians. Yes. That's where we've been the last uh, couple, couple days. days. Yeah. yeah. So how you guys digging Colossians, man? You reading it? Y'all digging in? Yep, just do a little like or a hand raise. Either way, I've been digging it. Like yesterday, I sat down to dig into some more of what we were already unpacking. And it was just, it was just so good. It was so good I had to draw this little heart on my hand <laughs> to remind myself. Anyone else kind of forget things sometimes? I had to remind myself to come back and share with Chris after he was recording worship what what it was that stood out. Yeah. So it was good, though. Let's see. Um, nope, Stacy. PTSD from when I had to stay home by myself as a kid. Yeah, see, I think there's, yeah, <laughs> see, there, huh? I think there's some connection there. Right, I right. would agree. Right. I would agree. Storms, yeah. 
All right, All you right. want to open in prayer? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's right. let's pray, and then we'll we'll get into it. Yes. Father, we thank you for a beautiful day today, God. We yeah. thank you, God, for uh, your goodness, your kindness. I thank you for every person who's watching on Facebook Live and Instagram Live, every person who will go back and listen to this via the podcast, God. We just thank you for them. Let our hearts be open and ready to receive from you this morning what yeah. you would have to speak to us. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 Good morning, All Connie. Right. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Larry on Instagram. Just making on. sure saying Darla's on Instagram. I see you. Hi to who's commenting here. Um, so did you have anything else in two that you wanted to land on? Because I did. You have a lot to talk about. I do, y'all. Like y'all, she's gonna do most of the talking. No, today. I'm not. Yes, I'm not. Is. Y'all know she that is. is not true. She needs to go ahead, Pastor. That Tim. is you not true. So and we ended in kind of hitting some of the stuff at the beginning of Colossians two yesterday. But I was as I was reading no, we started Colossians 2. I had mentioned the, the mystery yeah, yeah. of God, namely as Christ. Yeah, yeah. And you go down a little further in verse 9. It says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also uh, circumcised. In the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ. And I think that yeah. just goes back to what we've been really, kind of really hitting through out the beginning of Colossians and Colossians, Colossians 1, mm -hmm. is that Jesus is the fullness of God. Yeah. He's the fullness and bodily form. And it's really hard to... It's really hard to understand that, I think, sometimes. And yeah. and I don't think, it, you know, I don't know if we'll ever really fully understand it. I mean, it we can. It's a journey. It's progressive revelation of this. But if we can just start to, to grasp that just a tad bit, um, we'll start seeing God through the lens of Jesus. Mm -hmm. like, like you were saying, mm -hmm. this past weekend and earlier this week is Jesus is God's selfie. Mm -hmm. And if we can just go back and, and, and read things through that lens, how that will start changing the way we, we see a lot of things. And so I really wanted to hit on that. Um, and then the area that I'm trying to see where the area that was like, Oh, this verse 20, I have, I have more highlighted, but I'm going to skip down to verse 20. Cause I know you have something in three that you want to share. No, I'll tell you that tomorrow. In verse 3 here, Colossians 3, verse 20. I mean, sorry, I am still not even Colossians aware. 2.20. 2.20, guys. It says, Since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why as though you still belong to it? Why live as though you still belong to it? Do you submit to its rules? Do you not, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch? These are all designed to perish with use because they are based on human commands and teaching such re regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship their false humility and their harsh treatment of the body but they lack any value in restraining sensible indulgence which basically it says in other versions um sinful desire which is basically to satisfy the flesh to satiate the desires of the flesh and when i went into this and i was reading um you know, sometimes you get the little highlights that point you back to other areas in the Bible. And it pointed me back into Matthew 15, 9. And so I went there and I was reading, trying to see like, all right, what is this? Let's, let's unpack this a little bit. And when I got to 15, let me go back there, 15 verse 9. 
And I continued to read. This is actually in my other Bible. Look at all the Bibles this. she's got, y'all. It was in my other Bible. It was talking about their worship as far as, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. And if I go into verse 10 from Matthew 15, it says, Then Jesus called the crowd to come and hear. He says, listen, he said, and try to understand. For me, that is that is Jesus saying, guys, this is going to be hard for you, but I want you to try <laughs> to understand this. And I believe that that is absolutely the heart of God for us and things that we're like, I don't get it. No, mm -mm, there's no way. He's like, all it's, right, listen. It's his way of saying, listen, open your ears to, to what we're getting ready to tell you. We right. said that to the other day. Right. I said that to Micah the other day. I yeah. said, dude, I just want you to open your ears and hear what I'm saying to you. And he goes, that is impossible. How do I open my ears? I don't understand. Be more clear and i'm like just listen that's what i want you to listen it's he's like metaphoric he's like i can't open my ears it's dangerous he's like what do you want me to do what did he say that what do you want me to do to take my brain apart yeah it's like yeah no what i said like, get it through your head he's like what do you mean that's, <laughs> that's dangerous. dangerous all right anyway yeah, okay so going on to verse 11 it says it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you you are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you said? And then Jesus goes on just talking about um, every plant not planted I love that. by my the, heavenly... Sorry, I don't want to catch you off. Go ahead. No, I just by my heavenly father will be uprooted. And I think that going back to that spot where it says, Do you realize... Yes. Do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you said? Jesus was about truth. He was about helping you and us understand, and at this time, his disciples and the people that came around to hear his teaching was about helping them understand and see the Father's heart, and he mm -hmm. wasn't care. He wasn't worried about offending the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. Well, even, even with, with, don't you realize you're offending the Pharisees, what they were saying is, don't you realize that the Pharisees live in such a way that there's a rule for everything. There's a rule yeah. for the rule for the rule for the rule. They established what they called like fence laws. In other words, there's the law of God, the the, the top ten, right, the, the, the commandments, and then the Pharisees built upon laws, upon laws, traditions that would stop you from even coming close to that. So it, so if it was, uh, if, example, you know, don't spit on the flowers in your flower bed. Okay, well, if that was the rule, then it was don't walk into the yard. As a matter of fact, the Pharisees would say, well, don't even walk down that street. Bigger yet, let's not even go into that town. Bigger yet, stay away from that entire region. Right. That's what they kind of did with these these fence laws. And so when Jesus comes and he breaks it down and says, listen, man, this isn't about all the little things you can and cannot do. Right. That's the disciples like, don't you realize, man, that the Pharisees, that's how they live their entire lives. Don't you know you're going to offend them? Which it goes back to what you're getting ready to talk about. And where, where are you going now? I'm trying. No, I'm just going cautions? back to, you're good. You're good. I was yeah. just looking. So when, but when it goes back to, where were you at? Colossians 20, right? I was in Colossians 20, but I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to the 16 where it talks about, do not let anyone. Yeah. Well, let me, before you go there, it says, yeah. you have died with Christ. He has set you free from the spiritual powers of the rule. And then he goes back to says, uh, so why do you keep on following the rules, uh, which would suggest don't handle, don't taste, don't touch such rules are mere human teachings. I yeah. love this translation about things that are, that deteriorate as well as, as well as we use them. And then he says in verse 23, the rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, yeah. pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline. That is legalism at its best. Yeah. If your form of Christianity requires 
requires you to have uh, strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline in order to do anything or be anything, accomplish anything, then that is legalism. Yeah. That is the very thing that, that Jesus himself was even speaking against, you know. And That's it puts the, you in a very self-righteous spot. Like in your in your mind and then right. the way that you think of yourself and right. I think you know just speaking from my own experience there was years where I lived like oh well I've got this all like figured out I'm able to control myself I'm able to you know put on this like appearance of having it figured out not necessarily from a purpose like I'm this is what I'm doing on purpose but from this is what I have to do to be a good Christian. Yeah. This is what I got to do. And this is how I have to be to be a great pastor's wife. Mm -hmm. I got to perceive, be perceived as, you know, having it all lined up when in, in reality, in my heart, it was not all lined up in right. my heart. There were a lot of questions. There were a lot of things that were still left. Like, yeah. what? hold on. Yeah. This doesn't make sense to me. Right, and the back half of that verse even wraps up. He says, strong devotion, pious self-denial, severe bodily discipline. And then it says, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. You know, and and that is so important. We, we establish all these rules yep. and put them in place in order to keep somebody holy and perfect and whole. And, yeah. Oh, no, I got to stink. Hold on. Oh, no. To keep somebody perfect and holy, <laughs> it's coming. All right. It, in other words, don't, it's not going away. If you all sneeze right. on camera. I know. So... So we put all these, establish all these rules and things and say, well, yeah. don't do this, don't do that. So you want to live holy. Don't watch these types of movies. You want to live holy. Don't do this type of thing. And and again, Paul goes back and says they do nothing. Establishing all these different values and rules do nothing for conquering a person. It's like picking fruit. Listen, yes, there is this pear tree. And I know you want to go to that heart verse. There, there is a pear tree. When I grew up, I grew up two streets over from where we live right now. So we live off Hopkins and Hilton Village. And I grew up on Randolph Road. And behind my house, that's okay. Behind my house and off Randolph Road, there was a pear tree. And that was really cool for a short period of time. Because you could go outside, if you were hungry, grab a pear off the tree and eat the pear. The problem with that is, is that during the summertime, man, or springtime, those pears would fall on the ground. They would ripen, they'd fall on the ground, and they became a yellow jacket's heaven. You know, there was yellow jackets all around there. And my mom and my stepfather would make me go out there, and we would have to scoop up these pears off the ground, right? I hated that pear tree. After a short period, I hated it. And, you know, I, I started getting proactive when I was younger. I was like, I'm going to be proactive. So in order to to avoid all the fruits, I'll just pull them all off. And so I went around and pulled as many pears off as I possibly could, thinking that that solved the problem right. of the rotten fruit that would eventually hit the ground. The problem with that is, is no matter how many times I pulled the fruit off the end of the tree, what happened? The fruit came back yeah. year after year after year after year. And if I was going to do anything to that, that pear tree to get rid of it, I would yeah. have to attack its root system or the root of it. The root is what kills the fruit. It's not the other way around. Stopping, trying to stop doing all these certain things in order to become holy is not how you become holy. You became holy because of Jesus Christ, and that then um, permeates outwards. That becomes the fruit that you demonstrate in right. your life. So anyways. And that's where the root gets up. That's where the the main thing gets uprooted. And you're not then at that point trying to play play with all the fruits and pluck the fruits off the tree. You, you're able to then deal with the root of the issue as well. Right. And so going back to verse 16 in Colossians 2. I got stuff falling out of my Bible everywhere, y'all. 
Um, it says, therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration or Sabbath day. There, these are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. In the area there, right at the beginning, it says, therefore, do not let anyone judge you. And I think that I, for myself, I've allowed that to, to upset me, to get, I've gotten into my feelings about feeling judged, um, about the way things have been said about me. But we were chatting yesterday because it, it all goes back to the heart. Like I said, I drew this heart on my hand for a reason. It all goes back to our heart. And what do I believe about myself? Right. And you made a statement when I was like, it says, therefore, don't let anyone judge you. Well, guys, how much control do we have over what other people are doing? Right. And you your statement was, don't own it. You don't, don't own, own their it. judgment. So how do you stop? My translation right. says, um, don't let anyone condemn you, right? Yeah. Don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat, drink, and for not celebrating certain things. And it is interesting, right? Because you, you can't stop somebody from judging you. You can't right. stop somebody from, from condemning you. The only thing you can do is refuse to own their judgments yeah. or refuse to own their condemnation. And that's what that means. Yeah. Well, don't let somebody condemn you. Okay, well, then don't hold on to it. Let it go because what's right. their their words are their words. You can't change. You can't get into their head and say, "Don't ever think another thought about me again." Right. But what you can say is to say, "I'm not going to hold on to that." And the problem we get in our feelings a lot, me me included, mm -hmm. when we get into our feelings, often it's because we really do believe at some level we believe what they're saying. Mm -hmm. We believe about ourselves what they're saying. That's yeah. why it creates such an, a strong emotional thing because we right. don't want to believe it, but at the heart level, we believe it. Right. And so when they condemn us, we own that condemnation yeah. and therefore end up condemning ourselves. Right. And so you have a choice, yeah. right? But again, to, to the, the choice is rooted back in Christ. That's, right. that's right. the whole book of Colossians, man. It's so good. And this is the mystery. It is Christ, the mm -hmm. Godhead, the, the God, uh, the deity in, in flesh. Right. That is the mystery. Right. And the mystery is for us. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's so, so many things and so many like little side spots you yeah. can go and you can make all these connections that help, help bring a fuller picture to understanding what is being said. But for me, what it all rooted back to was, is our heart. We can look like we have it all together. We can say all the right things. We can be much like the Pharisees and know scripture, proclaim scripture, live this certain standard that's been given to us, um, as it's talking about here and still not have our heart in the right spot. And I feel like that's what we have to be aware of is, is our heart in the right spot? Are we finding ourselves becoming very judgmental of everything else that's going around or how other people are doing, doing things and recognizing like we may be looking more at their fruits versus their hearts. And, and this, there's just proof mm. of that all over. I was listening to a story yesterday of a guy who was sharing about how this, this man would, was just loving his community and he said and he wasn't even aware if the guy was a believer or not or a Christian and he said this guy loved people and had such a heart for people that he represented Christ more than some Christians I know Come represents on, man. Christ and guys I get that we want to live, you know, you want to be from glory to glory. You want to have, you know, overcoming these things, walking out this journey and, and living in a spot where you're not, you know, battling yeah. sinful things and sinful, all this stuff. Yes, that is the, the, it's not that sin doesn't 
kill you. It does. Sin leads to death. It destroys your life. It destroys your life, plain and simple. But guys, what is the heart? And that the reality of it is, is none of us can see someone else's heart in, in every area. You might see things, glimpses of somebody's heart and how they walk their life out. Fruits, maybe. Fruits, right. But you don't know the heart. But we don't know their heart. And so that's where we trust the Lord. So I'll, I'll, we'll leave with this, and then uh, maybe we'll unpack this. Maybe I don't think this week. Maybe maybe this week, or maybe next week. But when it comes down to the the, the fruit of the matter, when it comes down to even sin in our lives, yeah. it, it comes back to love. And you're like, well, how does sin come back to love? Oh, it comes yeah. back to the lack of love, right? So the greatest command given. Jesus broke it all down. That he, you know, we have 10, 10 commands at the beginning, and then there were six hundred eleven commands, and then they windled down from there to to a couple of commands, and then and then Jesus is asked. Jesus breaks it into two commands: love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind; love your neighbor as yourself. And later on, he just says simply to love. And sin is is the response of failing to love and loving in three ways. So there are fruits of sin that that uh, when we fail to love God, we demonstrate certain actions, right? When we fail to love ourselves, we demonstrate certain actions. And when we fail to love others, we demonstrate certain actions. So really, the, the fruit and results of sin is when we fail to love and when we fail to receive those that, that love, that yeah. same love. Yeah. So, all right, Colossians 2. We're in Colossians 2 tomorrow. We'll probably be in Colossians 3. I got a good verse that probably when you'll read it, you'll go, well, wait a minute. You, you need to explain that one to me because I thought you, you know, you're for a good God. And so there's a good verse in there. We'll unpack that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. Yes. I hope yes. it starts your day off right. Yeah. Your week off. Well, it's the middle of the week. Middle so of the week. Yay. Maybe it picks you up for the week, huh? Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, we're coming into Resurrection Sunday. Like, come on, I mean, somebody. Come on now. We're, yeah, it's good. All right. Well, we're going to pray and close this out. All right. Pray? Yeah, you pray. Okay. God, I thank you for today. Thank you for just all that you're doing in us and through us, Lord God, during this time that we're able to maybe spend a little more time um, digging in, Lord God. And I just pray that blessing over each person. I pray strength over each person that's watching. I pray joy over yes. each person that's watching, Lord God, during this time. And just patience as well, Lord God, speaking for ourselves. And I thank you for that. Bless every person in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Yes.